Hello there, everyone. Welcome to our introductory edition of Spinistry Chat. I am your host for Adventure, Kevin Lee, with the Spinistry. And uh, this is a little bit of a reframing. We've been doing Spinistry Live for a couple of years now. And uh, we've, uh, we've altered it a bit since most of our videos and uh, podcasts will not be live going forward. Uh, they will be recorded. And uh, so the, the label of Spinistry Live doesn't seem appropriate any longer. So we have reconfigured to what we're calling Spinistry Chat, available both on YouTube and your favorite podcast channels. Links are available on our site, uh, but obviously youtube.com, look for Spinistry. Please do subscribe to that channel. If you're a podcast person, we're going to do our best to paint word pictures for most of our demonstrations when, uh, when appropriate so that you can listen while you're riding the trainer or on your commute or whatever. If, you're, if YouTube doesn't suit the bill for you, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, I believe the new Amazon podcast channels that's coming out, and probably a whole bunch of others. If you're a podcast person, you should be able to find Spinistry Chat without much problem. Uh, the screen we're on right now, for those that are watching, uh, this is our current participant heat map for the Panaracer International Grand Prix of Gravel Virtual Challenge. Uh, we're starting here, but we're actually going to talk about a few other things, and then we'll, we'll circle back to this. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some of the upcoming immediate benefits to Club Spinistry membership. That's a byproduct of if you sign up for the Panaracer Challenge, you also get a complimentary 12-month individual membership to Club Spinistry, and we're going to, on the front end, highlight some of the benefits of that. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the details around the Panaracer Challenge. We'll give a current leaderboard update and where they are on the map and things like that. Uh, we won't spend a whole lot of time on that today, uh, but a, a, a short and brief update. Uh, then we're going to actually go into more detail about the state champs feature that we're going to be uh, introducing for the Panaracer Challenge. That's why this heat map is relevant. And uh, we'll go over those guidelines and things like that uh, towards the end of the presentation, but we will still attempt to keep it as brief as possible. At the moment, to kick things off, we do want to mention one of our fantastic partners for the Panaracer Challenge, Kuat Racks. They've stepped up, thrown some prizes into the mix. We're going to have some more prizes available that we'll talk in detail over the coming days, weeks, and months. Uh, but we have been huge supporters of Kuat Racks for since the beginning. When they their their Gen One Sherpa was, we were one of the first customers to have one. We've been fantastic believers in their products ever since, and they've been fantastic supporters of us and our events. So big shout out to Kuat Racks. Let's go ahead and quickly go into some of the short-term benefits of your club's ministry membership. 
uh, when you sign up for the Paneracer Challenge, for people that might be newer to the spinistry and the things we do, things are different from the normal now that we are in our current virus times. So we're making some adjustments, a virtual event like the Paneracer Challenge is a, is a good example of that. The primary benefit for most people in the past, and there are additional benefits, but most people were getting the membership for discounts on our spinistry events. And we did mostly gravel grinders, some endurance mountain bike races and things like that. Realistically, at least a couple times a month throughout the state of Texas, some in Colorado and Oklahoma and other areas as well. The benefit most people derived from the, the membership, the annual membership previous to COVID-19 were discounts on those events. So realistically, if you're doing two or three of our events each year, a club spinistry membership probably made sense. There's other benefits associated with it just besides discounts, but obviously we have not been doing large group events for some time. So our current expectation, yes, we will return to the traditional mass start group events when it's appropriate. Right now it's appropriate. We don't know when it will be appropriate. It could be a month from now. It could be six months from now. Hopefully it's not longer than six months from now, but we just don't know. In the meantime, we're going to make sure club spinistry members definitely get their money's worth from their, their membership. Realistically, just the Paneracer challenge by itself is, you know, that's probably a good value, but we're not stopping there. Uh, our upcoming events, we expect to be for the foreseeable future. Again, we don't know what the timeline on that is, but let's, for simplicity's sake, let's just call it for at least the next 60 days. That's probably a realistic scenario. For the next couple of months, we plan to only be offering member-only smaller events, more intimate events. Uh, we're not trying to get 200, 300, 500 people there. If it's just a dozen people, if it's just half a dozen people, that's perfectly fine. Realistically, most of these are probably going to be in the neighborhood of 25 to 75 people would be my guess. Maybe something here and there, maybe something here or there gets into the realm of 100 people or so. We're not going to those levels unless it makes sense to from a safety perspective. So we can't speak to that specifically, but... Here's some examples of the things we're making available to club spinistry members exclusively for the foreseeable future. Obviously, the Paneracer International Grand Prix of Gravel Virtual Challenge. By signing up for that, you are essentially paying spinistry dues, club spinistry dues for the next year. Current club spinistry members sign up for $75 and they'll get a coupon code when they're current membership is up for renewal you can apply that coupon to your renewal folks that are new to club spinistry you'll pay your 75 dollars for the panracer international grand prix of gravel and we will send you a coupon code and you can immediately sign up for uh, club spinistry as well and start being able to take care of these front-end benefits and we're going to we're going to throw more into the mix uh, on september 11th weekend current plan is to do what we call a club spinistry adventure weekend where we're going to vet our Austin to Dallas gravel route. Um, 
off the top of my head, I don't have it in front of me, around 480 miles. Uh, for We have it set up so that people can Amtrak down to the Austin area if they're coming from Dallas-Fort Worth, for example, and then ride at their own pace up from there. Uh, we will be there in the Spinistry Mobile, verifying the route one final time and trying to uh, log and document amenities and things like that. We want the feedback from the riders that show up for that as well. We also, going back to our partners at Kuat Racks, we have a four bike rack that if people aren't able to transport their bicycles down on Amtrak, for example, we can they can just ride down on Amtrak and we can meet them at the station and get their bike to them. We won't be shuttling people ourselves, but we will shuttle your bicycles if needed for up to four riders. Uh, and so that's something we're putting together on a somewhat informal basis for club spinistry members there. Again, not for everybody, but for those that it is a good fit for. Uh, September 27th, our Hell of the North Texas out of Paris. Right now, we do have this date penciled in. We've done this, uh, we've done Hell of the North Texas for many years. The last couple of years, uh, we've incorporated it with the Tour de Paris out of Paris, Texas, make it part of the same weekend. We do the Hell of the North Texas on Sunday, Tour de Paris is on Saturday. Presently, Tour de Paris is a go for that weekend on September 26th. We do presently have Hell of the North Texas penciled in as some sort of spinistry event. We don't know what that looks like yet. We're holding off, waiting to see what the what the safety parameters realistically are. We do not expect this to be a mass start event. We don't expect to line up 200 people at the start line and say go. Uh, more than likely, we're going to make this a club spinistry only uh, affair, depending on what it looks like makes sense for participation numbers. If nothing else, it will be a club spinistry members get a hugely a significant discount if it's if we make it available to the general public and that's i know that's a lot of ifs the ideal will be that it'll just be uh what we would now here's what we want to do we would like to do a time trial a gravel time trial for sunday the 27th uh we would depending on what makes sense for total numbers uh, it's something we would probably make available to club spinistry members for a nominal fee. We'll call it $20 or less. I expect it to be even less than that, but let's go on the high side. Say $20 or less, potentially even free if you don't need to be timed. But for those, for the, for people that want to be timed on the time trial club spinistry members under $20, we'll do a time trial format and, uh, the, the timing fee allows us to bring Foster up there so he can take care of the timing aspect of things. Uh, if you're not needing timing, more than likely, we'll do small groups at predetermined times. A 7.30 a.m. slot open to 10 people, for example. A 7.40 slot open, something like that. Uh, we, may do, we may do a narrow window of 30 minutes where small groups can go out. Uh, and that would be limited to club spinistry members only at that time. Uh, 
realistically, our expectation would be that club spinistry members probably max out the field that we're allowing, however those numbers come together. The expectation is two weeks before the pro, uh, two weeks before the event date, we'll have it all nailed down and open up sign up. If we do open it up to others besides clubs ministry members, it'll probably still make sense for those people to join clubs ministry at that time and go ahead and start taking advantage of the, the discount. Haven't nailed it all down yet, but that's an example of that will be a clubs ministry benefit. Uh, Lockhart Breaker on October 3rd. We have had no discussions with the city of Lockhart at this point. Uh, my realistic expectation is we won't be doing Lockhart that first weekend of October. We think we're going to probably shift this to a Colorado event and uh, or events, plural, and try out some of our new routes that we've scouted in Colorado and let people check those out for the first time. Uh, in, if that is the case, and I would say 95% that will be the case, um, those Colorado rides will be open at no additional charge to, than your club's ministry membership. So people can travel from out of state or they can, you know, if it's people in Colorado, just meet us at We'll probably do one ride on the Saturday, another ride on the Sunday, and potentially a third ride on the Monday after for folks that are able to do a three-day weekend and maybe want to do a point-to-point -point thing. We'll offer some sort of assistance, limited support along those lines. Uh, so actually, more than likely, I will change this as soon as I get done with this presentation, this October 3rd date. We'll turn that into a Club Spinistry Colorado weekend. That will help avoid confusion there. Uh, October 10th, that is our, uh, October 10th is our RAT 1000 group departure weekend out of Texarkana. We originally had a paved version we were planning to do this year. That will be shut down. I'll actually turn this event off once I'm done with the video. Uh, RAT 1000, our ride across Texas, 1,000-mile gravel grinder from Texarkana, Arkansas to Tucumcari, New Mexico. The group departure weekend will take off from Texarkana Saturday, October 10th. That is free for clubs ministry members and only available to clubs ministry members at this time. October 24th, Spinistry Spooky Mountain Bike Race. Details are to be determined on this, but we do have a venue with a very cool and new mountain bike trail for our ranch vineyards and winery. We don't know what the event looks like just yet. We're, we're holding off, waiting to see what the virus ramifications look like, what safety guidelines and standards might be as we get closer to event time. The main thing we don't want to do presently is give out false hopes and expectations and say, hey, here's an event we're doing towards the end of October. This is going to be really cool. And things between now and then change, and we're not able to deliver that specific product that we were talking about. So we're kind of leaving it open-ended right now to see what will and won't be viable as we get a little bit closer to that October 24th weekend. However it shakes out, 
club's ministry members will be getting significant discounts, if not free access to the trails that weekend. We do need to meet with the landowners, make sure we're covering their needs as well. There will probably be some sort of costs involved, but we're going to minimize those for club's ministry members as much as possible. For those that are just chomping in the bit, what does the event look like? We honestly don't know. My current preference, and this is just a preference. We haven't even spoken with landover, landowners on these specifics, so it may not be viable. My current preference is an endurance mountain bike race of some sort. That definitely helps with the social distancing aspects. Um, and they have enough land there to spread out the, um, the transition areas. So people can set up their their tents or whatever else. I, I would like to possibly do at least a 12-hour event, maybe a 24-hour event. But again, that's a personal preference of mine. They may not be receptive to having people there overnight riding the, the mountain bike trail sort of thing. It could go down to just a time trial format. Most likely what it will not be it will most likely not be a traditional XC sprint race uh, where you're lining up 15 or 20 people at the starting line together and everybody goes charging into the, the single track side by side by side. That's not a likely scenario, however the event shakes out. Uh, front end would probably be an endurance event with a, with a, with a start that assures that people are spread out. Uh, plan B would probably be a time trial format. Plan C would probably, if none of that makes sense, uh, we just make it a fun ride with some sort of timing capability in, in the mix if folks want to check their lap time sort of thing. Uh, th so that'll definitely be a benefit to club ministry members as well. And after that, Things are pretty much up in the air. We don't have anything on the books, but that could change on a day-to-day -day basis. We are doing a club spinistry overland adventure to check out a potential route to Big Bend. Uh, we need to make sure that the National Park is open. It's It's been sporadic in its opening and access uh, through the virus, so this is kind of on hold, but the idea will be club spinistry members that uh, want to go on an overland trip and potentially scout a route to Big Bend National Park with us are welcome to join along, again, at no cost. Our ideal situation will be, be to make all of these events no cost or at least minimal cost, again, below $20. I'd love to see it around 10 or 15 to club spinistry members uh, so that there's no doubt about the benefit involved. So that covers the front end of what we have in the works for club spinistry members and some of their benefits. Uh, let's go back uh, to the Panaracer International Grand Prix of Gravel Virtual Challenge, do a quick update of the current leaderboard and address some of the questions around that to help people see what's coming down the pike for that. So if we click on the results, we'll see our current leaderboard has Peter Rajkani out front, 
And this is based on total mileage, not time, just yet. The first qualifier is total mileage. Peter is almost at 250 miles, followed by John Ryan, Cherie, our leading female, Rich Walshman up there, Wozcheck, J.R. Knight. Lots of people well over 100 miles. Our 100-mile cutoff seems to kick in about here. Jim Hansen is presently the last person with 100 miles. The 100 miles is a line you want to cross. That's where the first prize drawing kicks in. We'll, we'll show a little bit more detail on that momentarily. And at the moment, we have 83 people that have actually started to log mileage out of 130-something registered participants so far. People can register up until the last day if they think they can get that 100 miles in and qualify for a drawing. We do expect people to register pretty regularly, probably going into mid-November or so. Now, along those lines, well, let's just really quickly, let's bring up Peter's details. So when you click on his name, here is his bib number right here. And for current participants that have asked the question, where's my bib number? There it is. This comes into play for our state champ competition, which we'll talk about shortly. So he's completed 249.519 of 1,000 miles. If he had got another half mile, he'd be at over 250, and he'd have one more of these merit badges unlocked. He has unlocked the 100-miler. We have another one at 250. Each of those merit badges that you unlock entitles you to a drawing for the prizes is basically what happens. He submitted a couple of photos. Here's his total elevation gain. And here's each ride that he submitted to get to that almost 250 miles. We'll look at his progress on the map, going back to the RAT 1000, which we were speaking of previously. The virtual challenge, 1000 miles. Even though you're riding anywhere that you want to ride to accomplish that mileage, once your mileage is submitted, it plots your position where you would be on our RAT 1000 route. So he has actually, oh, this works out really well. That's a good spot. This is a really cool spot, actually. Um, he has crossed into Oklahoma. We have one short section in Oklahoma here, which includes the Carpenter's Bluff Bridge. Let's see, does it have any pictures of that? Not really. Carpenter's Bluff Bridge is a really cool spot over the Red River. And I'll share some other pictures on that from our previous rat attempts. There's also the Silver Dollar Grocery Store, which is a very cool spot. Does it let us see that? Let's see here. It's one of those places that you drive by and you're like, I'm not stopping there for anything. But trust me, you want to go into the Silver Dollar Grocery. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's a very cool spot. And not a bad place to grab a burger if you need to as well. Where this comes into play and why this is, uh, this, is, this actually leads into the next part of our conversation here 
is part of the Pan Eraser Challenge is going to be state champs that we're going to designate, but that's not going to be based on distance or time or anything like that. We're, we're going to have different criteria for that. Uh, and one of the pieces of becoming a state champ, you don't have to be a resident of the state to be a state champ. You just have to be doing one of your spinistry Pan Eraser Challenge attempts in that state. Uh, we'll go into a little bit more detail on that momentarily. So uh, there's an example. That's a real. That's a really cool spot on the rat route itself. That Carpenter's Bluff Bridge is a highlight. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. The Silver Dollar Grocery Store is very cool. This little section of back roads into Colbert, Colbert. Not quite sure how that's pronounced in Oklahoma. This is a fun little ride by itself. There's some neat stuff in there and then it winds back over the Texoma Dam, Denison Dam at the Texona where Lake Texoma goes back to the Red River. That's a pretty cool spot. We went through there a couple of years ago after some really torrential rains and Lake Texoma was basically close to or at overflowing status so they had the floodgates wide open for that. Uh, it was amazing the amount of water that was dumping into the Red River that day. The way our route actually works for the rat, it allows people to stay at Eisenhower State Park. That's a designated overnight spot, or you can stay at a hotel in Denison. Uh, so uh, Peter's had a pretty cool spot on the Rat 1000 route presently. Let's see. Uh, let's just check one more rider just for just for we'll go further down the list. Let's check in with uh, Paul Landman. He's at mile 40, 39.45. And just for giggles, see where he might be on the map if he were following the, the rat route presently. Just outside of New Boston, that's a cool little area. This stretch from Texarkana into New Boston this is a fun little ride right here. And this last stretch to the to the State Road 8, I think it is. And then down into New Boston. New Boston has a lot of amenities. When we've done our rat in the past, our stage race and supported riders were able to do a short ride of about 40-ish miles, 45 miles, I think, from Texarkana into New Boston on Friday, and then we would start as a group from Trailhead Park here and we would like camp in this area here. These are some restrooms. There's a big pavilion here and then we would send people down the net on Saturday and we would time it so that uh, this, the stage racers and supported riders would start I think it was like eight in the morning and the self-supported riders were starting like six o'clock in the morning from hotel row in Texarkana and they would head out of new Boston roughly the same time this year. We're not, we're not putting all those pieces together because of the virus. Uh, but we're looking forward to doing that again next year as well. So that's a quickie overview of current status of the Pan Eraser International Grand Prix Virtual Challenge.
one thing I do want to bring up is people have asked about, well, can we, you know, there's obviously Peter's almost at 250 miles and there's several writers that aren't very far behind him. And we're not even a week into this yet. Realistically, people could knock out their thousand miles in just a couple of weeks, obviously less than a month. Uh, but it's also not the best time of year to log your best time for a thousand mile bicycle ride. Uh, you know, it's August. It's hundred degrees plus in different parts of the country. Most people don't get their best times in temperatures like that. Uh, one of the questions that was asked was, well, you know, can we delete segments that might have slower times and then just keep adding miles till we get our optimum time. That kind of goes against the spirit of what we're trying to do with this. Uh, so we're going to ask people not to do that. But what we are going to allow people to do, if you log your thousand miles, let's say in the next couple of weeks, if you've signed up for the challenge once and you want to log a second time and try to beat your time before the, the championship ends, the challenge ends in December, Anyone that's completed a thousand miles, we're going to allow them to do another thousand mile attempt. Uh, right now, we haven't made a decision if a third or a fourth or a fifth will be allowed. We're just saying we know for certain that people do, that do complete a thousand miles, they're going to be eligible to attempt a second thousand miles at no additional charge. We're not going to charge you another membership fee or anything like that. But that second thousand mile attempt will not accumulate any more opportunities to win prizes. You'll, you'll max out your prize drawing attempts with your first thousand miles. But if you'd like to try for a better time and show your own progression, if you knock out a thousand miles in September and October, well, you know what? You've probably upped your fitness in that time frame. It may be worth pursuing another thousand miles in November and December and see if you can better your own time. And it will also give people the opportunity that hit this on the front end and didn't sit on their hands and wait for ideal conditions to log their best times. Sometimes also known as sandbagging, not that we know anyone that sandbags in this world. It, it rewards people that are out there for the passion of cycling and doing it to, to also have the opportunity to showed their best time at the best time of the year as well. So that's that's one of the things that we want to throw into the mix. We'll share more details on that and how that works when it becomes appropriate to do so. But the short story is we're going to ask people to not cull their times, not you know, not delete their slower segments just to maximize their time. Go ahead and complete your first 1000 miles, get everything official, get all of your prize drawing entries and everything like that. And then down the road, if you want to do another attempt for best time possible, we'll, ma we'll make those arrangements as well. All right. And then the final piece kind of tied to some of the things we've, we've already spoken about is our state champ guidelines for the Panaracer Challenge. So the way our state champ guidelines work Anyone that's a Panaracer Challenge participant is eligible to be a state champ in any state that they do one of their challenge rides. 
basically all you have to do is submit photos to social media. We do prefer Instagram, but Facebook and Twitter will be fine. Be sure to use the hashtag Panaracer Challenge tag. That way we can find your photos. Include your bib number, particularly if you're doing it on Instagram or Twitter. And you got to make sure your photos are publicly viewable as well if you're doing it on Facebook. It can't just be to your friends or, or private. Include your bib number because a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter may have a handle or a username that we have no idea who that is in, in our participant list. That way we can look you up by your bib number. And then also designate the state in which that photo was taken. Panaracer Challenge participants, when you go into your profile on the, on the event itself, there is a photo album you have access to. We would like for you to upload those same photos to that photo album. That way we have access to the photo file. And when we figure out what's going to determine the winner, if it's going to be a website or we may want to repost some of these pictures ourselves, like you can't share on Instagram and things like that. Um, you know, that gives us access to the photos and we don't know what the, how it's going to be judged just yet, but we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit more in a minute. Uh, only submit photos from the rides that you actually did on the Panaracer Challenge. Riders do not have to be a resident of the state that they took a picture in. They just have to be taking pictures in that state. Riders can submit from multiple states and they can be state champs in multiple states as well. And then the way it's going to work at the end of all this, once we have all these photos aggregated and accumulated, we know how much or how little we're working with for this, we'll come up with a way to, um, to actually judge the photos to see who's the state champs. And we expect that to be an unbiased way of doing it. It may be just putting together a website anonymously and, you know, people vote, or we may have an impartial jur jury that we come up with to judge the photos. Um, one of the things we are going to make as a qualifier, though, is photos do need to be submitted at least from three different writers in a particular state for that state to be eligible for a state champ. We can't have, it's not appropriate just to have one person do a ride in a state and automatically become a state. There's got to be some sort of competitive factor to it. So along those lines, we're bringing back up our current participant heat map for folks that have signed up for the Panaracer Challenge. Obviously, it's very Texas intensive, so we know we're going to have at least three pictures in Texas. We have somebody in Louisiana. There's enough Texans that are close to Louisiana that I'm confident that Louisiana will be up for a state champ there's more than likely going to be plenty of people in Louisiana that sign up over time as well. New Mexico as well. I'm confident in that. Colorado, we already have enough people in Colorado that we're confident that will be a state championship. Kansas looks solid. Illinois looks good. And we do have current participation in Pennsylvania as well. Don't take that list to mean those are the only states that we're going to have the state champions those are the ones that I'm pretty darn confident we already can say, yes, there will be a state champion in those states. Once more people start filling out these other states, 
uh, I thought we had a Florida one as well. Sometimes this heat map uh, data doesn't isn't completely up to the minute. I think we have a Florida participant and potentially a California one that's about to come on board as well. And this is going to be evolving over the coming weeks and months. Pretty darned confident that pretty much everything from California, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Louisiana, Illinois, I think I think it's rock solid that we'll probably have state champs in all of those without even having to think about it. Any other states in the mix, if you're if you're a resident of one of these other states that we haven't listed yet and you're wanting to be a state champ and you think you have some mad photo skills, go ahead and sign up and just talk to your friends. Say, "Hey, let's just get a couple more and see if we can get a Pan Racer Challenge state champ for our state." Um Particularly if maybe you're kind of an outlying state or a smaller state or something like that, you get you and a couple buddies in in the mix, you may not have a whole lot of uh, outsiders charging into your area trying to trying to steal a state championship. Steal is not the right word. Probably shouldn't have gone there. But that is our first edition of Spinistry Chat. Thanks again to our friends at Kuat Racks. Thank you for joining us. Again, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video, and add comments below. Those comments are what help us know what is giving people pause or they have questions about. And our next update will go over a bunch of those questions that have been asked. And for those of you that are joining us on the audio version of Spinistry Chat that we're just kicking off, thank you. And uh, subscribe to the podcast and let your friends know about us as well.